developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before I begin on the stories, I just wanted to mention, if you have your own personal scary story that you would like to send me for me to possibly narrate here on the channel, you can do so by sending it to southerncannibal.com. So if you have a personal true scary story that you'd like to share, please consider sending it my way. Now that all that's out of the way, let's begin. In October 2021, I don't really remember what day specifically, but I was at a youth gathering, and I think I had been there for probably an hour. Well, I started getting bored, and I went outside to get fresh air. I walked outside into the parking lot, and it was about 7.30pm at this point, and the sun had set almost all the way down. I walked over to the woods where I used to play when I was younger. There was a ledge that dropped six feet down into the forest. The ledge slash wall in question held up the back of the parking lot. I'd really like to climb up that wall when I was younger, so I wanted to have a look at it again. When I was standing on the ledge looking to the forest, I had heard a sound that was almost like a little girl screaming. It was so far off at first, and I didn't really think much of it and there was also a neighborhood across the road from the woods, so I thought it just could have been a child having a fit or something, and that it was just echoing weirdly throughout the trees. But then, the screaming started coming towards me from the forest. It sounded almost as if it was just floating throughout the trees, about 30 feet above the ground. The screams kept floating closer and closer at an alarming rate. As it got closer, the sound got louder and louder, and it seemed to bounce back and forth from the two different locations in the forest, as it came towards me, almost as if there were two of whatever was making the horrifying screaming. As the screams came towards me, there was no other sound in the forest except for the screaming. It was as if all the other creatures in the forest were just as scared as me. When the sound got within probably about 50 feet away from me, I just started running back into the building because there was no way I was sticking around to see whatever was causing that screaming. I never did find out what caused the screaming, because I went back into the building before whatever it was could come into the parking lot. But whatever it was, I don't think it was human, because there's no possible way for someone to move through dense trees that fast 30 feet above the ground. To this day, I still have not figured out what made that horrifying screaming sound. The story took place this past August. My boyfriend and I had just finished up our seasonal summer jobs, and we decided to explore the Oregon coast before we had to go back to college. We're outdoor enthusiasts, and we spent the entirety of this trip camping in various spots. Because we're broke college students, 
we like to use apps to find three camping spots to stay at. For our last night in Oregon, I had found us a camping spot off a Forest Service road about 40 minutes away from the coast. The spot had recent trip reports that had made it sound like a nice area, so we felt pretty good about staying there. We ended up leaving the coast and heading towards our camping spot later than expected, so by the time we'd gotten to the area we were going to be staying in, it was completely dark outside. We were driving along the main Forest Service road until our phone map showed that we needed to take a side road to get to the actual spot. This side road we were supposed to take looked like it hadn't been driven on in a very long time, and the road was in such bad condition that only vehicles with high clearance and good tires would be able to make it. Luckily, we had brought my Jeep, so we decided to go ahead and check it out. As we slowly made our way up to the side road, we came to an intersection of three different roads that looked in even worse condition. Overgrown with new plants and tree branches sticking out on each side. There was a road to the left, a road straight ahead, and a road to the right. As my boyfriend and I pulled a little closer, we noticed a trailer sitting in the middle of the road straight ahead of us. The trailer looked old and decrepit, and we figured someone had brought it out here and dumped it because there was no other cars around that could have been used to transport it. The strange thing was that we had no idea how this trailer would have made it up the road we came from because of the terrible condition it was in. My boyfriend and I decided to take the road to the left, and as we passed by the trailer, we both then noticed the strong scent of marijuana. We thought it was weird, but we figured it was probably just some plant outside that we weren't familiar with. The road to the left was about a half a mile long, and then comes to a small clearing that is a dead end. When you look at the satellite map of where we were staying, each of the roads at the intersection came to small dead end clearings, which really made them perfect for camping spots. We set up camp in the dark and had a good night. However, we thought we kept hearing sounds around us that didn't sound like normal forest noises that you usually hear when you're camping. It sounded like something or someone was walking back and forth just past the tree line of our camping spot. We eventually fell asleep though, and then packed up and headed out the next morning. As we came to the intersection that we had passed through the previous night, we saw that the trailer we had seen that previous night was now gone, nowhere to be seen. Confused, we both thought to ourselves, how the hell did that trailer get down that road, and with what car? Whoever was in that trailer did not want company, and I'm glad we didn't meet. I don't even want to know why they were there. The story took place two months ago, around the middle of April. Some important details that you need to know is that my friend group consists of six people, three of which are my closest, and will be referred to as Ryan, Nathan, and Tristan. Tristan, one of my closest friends, had invited our whole friend group to hang out in the town over from the one we lived in. Both being small towns, kids would normally walk trails around town or make hangout spots only a five-minute walk into the forest. This wasn't weird to our town at all. If you stumbled upon a hangout spot, you never took a second look at it. Once we got to our hangout spot, 
which was quite literally somewhere that had tons of shade and logs to sit on. Tristan had told us that he was going to grab his bag, which was just down a different trail. For a short background story on this bag, it had an axe, saw, hammer, etc. Tristan and his dad had earlier come down a tree that was leaning and became dangerous. Tristan comes back with his bag, setting it down. After this point, everything was pretty normal until about 6pm. It was getting slightly darker out, but we still had about two hours of light before it went pitch dark out. One of the girls in our friend group wanted to go explore the other trails, and she said she would be back soon. Ten minutes later, we hear a scream. We all just think it's a joke and laugh at first, until we hear a second scream. Ryan and I jump up, immediately heading farther into the forest. Nathan and Tristan tell us to stop, and that it's probably just the other girls playing a joke on us but we still continue a bit further before stopping. I ask if we can at least check it out before we head out. Both boys agree, and Tristan leaves his bag behind. We end up searching the forest for about 30 minutes. We end up taking a path that looks like it heads towards our spot, when in reality, it led us deeper into the forest. After circling around for maybe about 10 minutes, we began to panic. Tristan keeps saying he can hear footsteps behind us, but once again, none of us believed him. We brushed it off and we tried another path before we heard them again, except these were faster. You could hear a man mumbling incoherent words while running. We all begin running and come across a river, not having any other way around because of the trees. We walk through it as we can now see a man in all black running towards us. We continue to run for another five or more minutes until eventually we come back to our spot and see that Tristan's bag is wide open with the hammer and saw thrown to the side. Tristan immediately realizes that the axe is missing. We all begin to look for it before we then find it lodged into the ground, almost fully in the ground. After a few panicked minutes, we finally end up out on the main trail again and we all decide to get the fuck out of there. I don't know who that man was or what the hell he wanted, but I'm glad we got the hell out of there when we did. My name is Malinga, and I just want to tell my story to help someone out there, and to remind everyone that paying attention to your surroundings at all times, even in the comfort of your home, is actually really important. There's lots of creeps out there. Now for a little background. I stay on a farm, and our house is at the very beginning of the farm as you come from the main road. Let's say there is a bridge, and after that bridge you drive up a stretch of farms on the right, and then there's a village on the left. Well, our farm is the closest to the village than all the other farms which are behind ours. It was a pretty small village some time back. But so many people are building, and the population has quadrupled. We used to know everyone those days, but now I hardly know anybody, and with a rise in population coming from all sorts of characters, thieves, and creeps, and the like. So last week, my siblings and I wanted to change our yard setup. We don't have any money to hire someone, so we're doing it ourselves. 
Now, our yard is enormous, like really big, so it's a lot of work. I'm a very paranoid person, I must say. I'm that annoying sibling who's always asking you if you've locked the door or closed the window. I sometimes even double check when someone says yes, just to assure myself that I'm safe. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, YouTube channels, and TV shows, and I feel like I learn from people's mistakes. We're always outside together when cleaning, but yesterday my brother and sister went inside the house to rest for a little bit. On a normal day, I would have gone inside as well, but I was so fired up that I just really wanted to finish what I was doing. I was listening to one of Southern Cannibal's videos when I felt like I was being watched. I brushed it off and I thought it was because of some of the people's stories that I was currently listening to, but the feeling just got worse. I casually stood up to check my surroundings when I then saw a man just by the corner of my yard on the outside part of the fence staring at me. I pretended like I didn't see him and just continued working. Now, I may be paranoid, but when confronted, I always stand my ground, and I'm a big girl. One would think twice before messing with me. I'm the kind of person who's willing to get into a fight with a big guy without even thinking twice about it. My dad raised us this way because we're seven girls, and we only have one brother. So yeah, dad toughened up his girls. I didn't want to confront this man on my own. So, I casually called out to my siblings, and I asked one of them to bring me a glass of water. I didn't want the man to know that I had seen him. My sister responded, but she took her time to come out. I really wanted to make sure he was still there, and I again casually looked in the direction of the man, and he was fiddling with his zipper. At first, I wasn't quite sure what I was looking at, so I looked at him intently then realizing he was touching himself. Well, he had noticed I had seen him, and he then started running. As I said, sometimes I don't think twice. I grabbed a machete and started chasing after him. My sister then came out with a glass of water and saw me running. She didn't even think twice, and she dropped the glass and started running after me. She then shouted, What is it? What's going on? and I just told her to grab something. She instantly knew that there was danger, and she ran so fast so she could catch up with me. Now, as I said, our yard is really big. I had to run to the gate before turning to the spot where the man was at, and were now surrounded by trees. I couldn't see which way he had gone to, because when you reach the main road, it's either you turn left to the village, or you turn right to go down the forest, but there's literally nothing but forest and a stretch of farms there. I stood there debating, as I couldn't see that far when I looked either way because of the curves. My sister caught up to me with an axe in her hand, ready for war. We stood there for about two minutes, as I then explained what happened. Then all of a sudden, a man bolted out of the forest, further down the road running towards the village. We tried chasing after him, but he was way ahead of us. Instead, me and my sister showered him with insults. Adrenaline took over me, that later during the night, when I told my dad what happened, did I truly realize then the severity of the situation. If I hadn't seen the man on time, 
God only knows what could have happened. Don't ever do what I did by running after the man because he could have had a gun with him. A machete versus a gun. I believe we all know who would have won that. There also could have been more than just one person as well. What if the others were just out of my view? Who really knows? Stay safe out there. Hey everyone, apologies for the interruption, but I need to take a minute to thank today's sponsor, ShipStation, for sponsoring today's episode. If you have your own online business, then ShipStation is perfect for you. ShipStation sets you up for growth by directly integrating with every shopping cart and storefront, so your products are easier to find, easier to manage, and easier to get into the hands of happy customers. ShipStation is really great for handling all the shipping for your products all in one place, which means opening yourself up to more opportunities to put yourself out there online, and that means more growth. No more limiting your business to just one store. ShipStation integrates with every platform, including Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, etc., making it really easy to manage all your shipping from just one simple dashboard. They also work with a lot of companies that you might even like, as well as one of my personal favorites, speaking cases. Go to ShipStation.com today and sign up with promo code CANNIBAL for a free 60-day trial. Start today and get set up before the biggest shipping season of the year. That's two months free. Visit ShipStation.com, click the microphone at the top, and type in code CANNIBAL. This story takes place near my home. One of my friends had invited some friends over for his birthday. There were maybe about four or five of us. This was a very sunny and warm day, and it was honestly the perfect weather to go outside. We did games and activities like Mafia, Tag, and more. It was really fun, and it was a pretty good time bonding with his other friends that I hadn't met before. We decided to go venturing not too far from the house into a small forest behind the neighbor's house because we were bored. My friend went to tell his dad that we were going to the forest just so he knew where we were going. We then went into the garage to get bug spray as the place had some insects and other bugs such as fleas and ticks all around there. It was also very muddy, being riddled with decaying sticks and small little crampy spaces. I remember I was wearing sandals, but that he and his friends were wearing sneakers and tennis shoes. My shoe choice wasn't good for going venturing, because I could get a lot of ticks and dirt on my feet, going through all the cramped small areas of the forest, but I was really excited, and I just wanted to get over there to have fun. After we finished getting prepared, we started going in the direction of the forest. Everyone was pretty familiar with the forest because we had all been there at least once. My friend and I had previously gone to the forest with no problem, and we saw a lot of landmarks, so we thought we had a pretty good sense of where we were. We cut through the neighbor's yard to save some time, and it didn't take long to get into the forest, just passing along a sewer river that leads to a bike path. I don't want to give too many details because I don't want anyone trying to track this story. 
The forest had a bike path along with tall trees concealing the sunlight from fully lighting it up, giving it a dark ambience and a dirt border in the floor that slowly faded to grass. We walked up the path until we got to the opening of the forest where the trees then broke its endless row. The sounds of birds chirping were all we could hear because it was pretty bright out. We ran into the trees while our shoes sludged in the wet mud. We saw a lot of landmarks and really beautiful sights there. My friend had showed me a few cool landmarks that were also kind of funny the previous time we went there, so I was at ease. Mostly, that is. As time passed, the bottom grooves of my sandals had gotten filled with mud, so it became a little slippery to walk and lean down. We were joking around and talking about stuff, but I don't really remember what we were on about. We reached the small places in the forest, and it had started getting difficult for me to get low enough to crouch under the branches, because I was pretty chubby, and all my friends were athletic, but I was also the tallest out of all of us. The forest started to thin out all the small dead trees surrounding us. We reached a point where we wanted to go back, because it started to hit dawn, but it was still very bright out. We kind of just wandered around for about 10 minutes or so, and we realized we were lost and that we just kept going in circles. This set us off for a bit, but we were sure we only took a wrong turn. The forest started to get claustrophobic because we weren't able to route our way out. We had been going in circles for about 15 minutes by now, and the day was starting to fade, getting noticeably past afternoon we were really starting to think that we wouldn't make it out. As we progressed and kept failing to exit, we started getting dirtier and more unsettled because we had completely lost our sense of direction. Every turn kept sending back in circles to where we came from. A stick had pierced my right sandal and I had felt it on the back of my foot. I pulled my foot free from the stick and caught up to my friends, being only a bit short of a distance. We started getting tired from squeezing and scratching against all the small places, and we'd seen no landmarks for a while, and we fell trapped within the trees and dirt. We reached the end of the forest, where it led to a nearby neighborhood, where we could easily run back to the house, but it was guarded by some really tall grass that could be riddled with harmful ticks. With our better judgment, we decided to turn around and find a safer way out. By this time, though, it was actually getting really dim, and the sun was starting to set. We thought we were completely lost because of a wrong turn. We were starting to question if we could even get out of the forest by that night. We had no food, no water, or any way to contact to ask for help from my friend's parents. We ventured around for a few more minutes, traversing the place, until we actually hit a landmark. We knew this was close to the exit where a dirt path leads to the bike path, which I told you about earlier. We felt a huge relief and hurried out of there shortly after because we didn't want to be there anymore. We ran out of the forest back into the bike path. I remember seeing everyone exiting as we then ran out to our freedom. We were starting to reflect on what turns or bad choices we had made. Getting lost is a really scary experience and you might go hysterical whenever you think you may or may not get out at all. While the group was discussing what to do next, we then heard a man's voice in the distant forest 
call out. Hey! This sent a chill throughout my body, and everyone's eyes widened and made a split-second decision to run back at the risk of somebody malicious coming after us. I am the slowest runner, and I have the least stamina out of all of us, so when they ran, I got left behind. I remember seeing them disappear down the path farther away from me, and I thought I was going to get left behind, all alone to get caught by whoever was coming after us. And again, I was wearing sandals, so it was kind of hard to run full force. They stopped a couple of meters away, and I was able to catch up. My airways were burning from running so hard. I caught up with the group, and I honestly expected them to start running again. But luckily, they started walking back instead of running, because we felt we were in a safe enough distance from the threat. It was almost as if it was perfect timing that we got out of there just as everyone was out of the forest that someone called out to us. It wasn't a friend call out. They sounded big and scary. We finally headed back, and we were all very tired. We finally decided it was time for everyone to go home. We used the hose outside my friend's house to wash off for any potential ticks and fleas because we were covered in dirt. My friend lives right next to me, and my parents were home, so I just walked back. Imagine if whoever that was that called out to us did it while we were still lost. We could have gotten into a situation where we had to defend ourselves because we lost our sense of direction and couldn't easily flee from the threat. We haven't gone back to that forest since, and I don't think we're going to.